Welcome to C3 Church Tabra. You're about to hear a message from our senior pastor, Bill Oldfield. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. My title of my message is Trust, but Trust God's Understanding. And if we were to go to Proverbs, I just need to preface this by saying, um, in, I have, guys, chapter 3, verse 5, if you can catch up. I didn't give this to the AV team. But let's begin our journey. Are you up for it? Give the Lord another hand clap. Whoa, air conditioning. I love air conditioning. My goodness, when did these get blacked out, these, these windows? You go away for a few weeks, the, the windows get blacked out and, 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 and stuff. And... All right, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Lean not on your own understanding. And I'll say that again, lean not on your own understanding. Can you just say that with me? Lean not on your own understanding. Very, very important statement right there to do with what I'm trying to say this morning. In all your ways, submit to him. That's why it's so important what you were talking about. Don't lean on your own understanding about your your stewardship, but trust in God like your grandmother. She trusted in God explicitly. And so trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. He will make your path straight. I'm going to pull up there and say this about trust, why it is so important. Trust, in fact, can be very delicate and challenging to find. Most people have a history, a past history, of where someone has taken advantage of them. Something's happened, they've extended their trust, they were shattered, they were betrayed, and now they're living with this little niggle inside them, which represents, even pastors can be like this, where they stop trusting people because they get banged up and betrayed and, and walked out on all the time, you know, a lot of the times. And even pastors can limit their friendship circle to only just a few because they're worried that if they open it up to more than that, even good people that love them, and you love me, don't you? Yes. You love Julie. But they went quiet then. <laughs> Come on, you love Julie. You love Pastor Phil, you love Jilly, you love Andrew. But and can I be honest with you? Even some pastors, I use that as, as a shock to you that, what a pastor, isn't he supposed to love people? But even a pastor after being betrayed, let down, abused even, we, we limit our friendship to just maybe a few. But you know what? You don't have to do that. No. You don't have to do that. No. You can come up roses after a whole, a whole lifetime of that nonsense and you can still love people. The object of your faith If you are honest like any other follower of Jesus, there are times 
when you are challenged to believe in God that he will meet your need, that he will meet you where you need him. Is that right? Am I, am I talking to... Um, maybe, in fact, you're facing some sort of crisis. We call it a crisis of faith. And you, you just can't believe that God's going to meet you there. Okay, here's a statement. Whatever your situation, consider this truth. I just felt this was powerful. Just, just this amazing. It's a statement. The strength of your faith is directly related to the trustworthiness. You can put that statement up if you got it. The strength of your faith is directly related to the trustworthiness of the object of your faith. Does that sound right? The strength of your faith is directly related to the trustworthiness of the object of... Think about that. Think about that for a moment. If you don't believe that a particular object is trustworthy, your, your faith in that object will be compromised. For example, um, if someone is known not to hold confidence and not to hold what you tell them to the, to the, close to their heart and maybe gossip them, you're not going to trust them, are you? You're not going to trust them with that belief that they'll be confidential. Um, here's a practical one. If you need a plumber, if you Google them and you see that they've got lots of one-star ratings, you're probably not going to trust them. But if you see another plumber and he's got lots of five-star ratings, you, you're going to trust them. Is that right? Is that how it works? You trust depending on what you assume what you believe to be true. Again, the strength of your faith is directly related to the trustworthiness of the object. You know where I'm going, don't you? The trustworthiness of someone is ultimately in their character. Would that be true? With God, he is wholly unlike anyone else you know, we know. Because his character is perfect. I love this stuff. God is holy. Is that right? This is his essential nature. He is whole, complete, perfect in himself. Therefore, he alone is worthy of our worship and praise. And what worship and praise we had this morning. That was, that was awesome. I just felt surrounded by the the atmosphere of God. Please push in in those times and surrender yourself and allow yourself to go there and, and, and worship your God. We can't do any better than that. That, that, that is an awesome, an awesome moment to be able to, to touch God. John, 1 John 1.5 says this. I'm going to move pretty quickly because my time is short. God is light, in him there is no darkness at all. This is talking about the holiness of God. God is light, in him there is no darkness at all. There is no blemish, no imperfection, no deficiency. I, I just can't help it, but you know how fantastic the iPhones are. You know, we think they're so perfect. Apparently they can't, uh, they can't be hacked or they can't attract a, a virus and they're so wonderful in so many ways. But you know what? If you turn it a little bit, 
you find that actually there is. It, it is fallible. It is, it is uh, compromised. There, there's stuff there that, who knows that? As good as this iPhone is, it, it will let you down. Nikki, it will let you down. The people who don't like Apple, please don't interject. <laughs> he is perfect. God is perfect. He can turn this way. He's not going to have a bad hair day. He's not going to have a, a, a bad weather day. He, he is absolutely rock solid, resilient in his character and perfection of who he is in his love towards you. Is that good news? His love. You could, like a diamond, you could keep turning every facet. You could, you know, like a diamond, a beautiful diamond. You could keep looking at, no, he's perfect. No, he's still perfect. He's perfect. Let's have another look. He's perfect. Every facet, you could keep walking holy. You know that holy, holy, holy is only mentioned twice in the Bible. Holy, holy. They look, the angels are walking. Holy, holy, holy. There's nothing. Come on, there must be, a, there must be some sort of... A little dark spot, a little grey area with God. But he's holy. He's complete. He's perfect. Is that good news? Oh. In Isaiah 55, we're told his ways are not our ways. His ways. He's not like your best friend, your good friend, your wife, your husband, anyone you know. His way is amazing. His ways are not our ways. He's not like our earthly counterparts who are not trustworthy, who will fail us, who will disappoint us. And unfortunately, we overlay on God that lack of trust because we compare him to our known experiences and relationships. Does that make sense? And our experiences teaches us not to trust. I'm going to lighten up in the moment, so I'm not going to get all serious with you. Guys, we need a revelation of the character of God. How his perfect character makes him fully trustworthy. How and how understanding and knowing the perfection of his character will make your faith stronger than you possibly, than you could possibly Imagine. Is that good news? Last time I spoke to you, tr I, I said this, trust is foundational in experiencing the incredible life that God offers us through that wonderful relationship we have with him. And I said this, trust is a commodity of the heart. That is, it is only truly given when someone or something proves itself trustworthy. I can only trust you to the measure that I believe that you are trustworthy. I can only trust my vehicle to the extent that I believe it will get me safely to somewhere. Is that true? I can only trust, okay, time to lighten up. I can only trust Byron Bay's Caravan Park community clothesline <laughs> to return my laundry after it's dried, when Julie came back, she said, you know, there was just two pegs, just not doing anything, just standing there going, 
just sitting there along with these eight other pieces. It's good being OCD because you know how. Um, these eight other pieces of laundry items. She said, but you know what? There was two pegs just not doing anything. Do you know actually what you put out? And I said, yeah. I had three pairs of Calvin Klein undies. She said, you only got two now. I said, which ones did they take? The new ones? They took the new ones. Well, we didn't hang any more clothes on that clothesline for the remainder of the trip. <laughs> if you see those... No. Scripture makes powerful declarations about those who choose to place their trust in God over the world or themselves. Psalm 22 verse 4, 5 says, In you our fathers trusted... I just hope that they say this about us, Andrew. You know, generations like Charlie. Charlie's going to say you know, to his friends, and they're going to say this. Uh, that's, that's Andrew's son, who's, what, eight now? And he's going to one day when he's older, when he's 30, 40. In you, our fathers trusted. They trusted and you delivered them. To you, they cried and were rescued. In you, they trusted and were not put to shame. I love that. Trust is one of the most important attributes of your Christian walk. Would you say that to be true? Okay, trusting God and his processes. That's a part of our faith journey. The pro say process. The process. The process of giving and not seeing a return for some time. And then all of a sudden, whoa, actually, putting my trust in God works. Look at this now. Look at the favour. Look at the breakthrough. Look at that. The desire of my heart, desires of my heart met right there. Yet most of us, our experiences in our past can leave us scared to death or unsure of how to trust. I'm being honest with it. I just pray, I pray that God's word, God's spirit would steadily, beautifully, wonderfully, gently, sensitively nurture you, heal you, bless you, deliver you to a place by the end of this year that you would trust God way more than you presently do. Who can say amen to that? All right. Proverbs uh, chapter 3, verse 5 to 10, I already said that, you know the scripture, is an exploration of the why. The first step is our why is to acknowledge why uh, is to acknowledge our God and his plans. We've got to acknowledge God and his plans. Understanding the power, the depth and the perfection of his plan must be acknowledged in me and you. When we can embrace that his plan and process the best, is the best possible journey to be on, something happens. God makes our path straight. Now, I'm not sure if someone who had been watching Julie and Phil's life in the 60s, I walked past Julie's house in the 60s on the way to primary school. Julie and I went to the same primary school. We never met each other in primary school. Never did. 
I knew her brother vaguely, but I did end up knowing her brother in high school. But I literally walked by her, Lee. I walked by my, the, the wife of my youth. I walked by her house all the days of going to primary school, past her house. And, and I'm sure in my understanding, in someone's end understanding, that somehow we should have met that, that, that already. If God really wanted to put us together and do a great work, which he's done through our life, maybe I should have seen Julie as a 12-year-old, say. And I went, oh, okay, that's a seed. But I didn't even notice her. I didn't even see her. She went in her teenage years, late teens, early 20s. She went to Asia performing, dancing and singing. She's gone. She's overseas and dealing with the Russian or the Asian mafia, Chinese mafia, trying to get paid for shows that they were doing. I was in North Queensland building weirs and dams for these brothers. Never the twain shall meet. In actual fact, in the 70s, Julie was disco uptown girl and I was a surfy bum and never the twain shall meet do you know what that means when I say that you do don't you and those two cultures don't meet who understands that show of hands who understands that disco people don't hang with the surfy you understand that that's okay we've got a few older people so I remember distinctly Julie look long hair you know ah, who's that no shoes. Okay, so this is not going real good. But God's understanding, if we lean not on our understanding and trust in God's understanding, someone could be interpreting our life and saying, you know what? This doesn't look good. These guys will never get together. This is hopeless. There is a direct correlation between acknowledging him and the direction of our lives and I know it can be hard to trust the invisible, unforeseen, but you must extend your trust to God. When you don't do that, you are taking your future into your own hands, out of the hands of the Almighty, and placing it in a dangerous area, and that would be in the world, which, unfortunately, a lot of my friends have. Understanding. Say understanding. Proverbs 3.5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. All right, I really need to kick in here. True understanding about what? About ourselves, others. How often do we weigh other people up with our own understanding instead of God's understanding? Oh, look at that. They're just, he's just a surfy bum. I don't want to know anything about him. He hardly cuts his hair. Look, he's got bum fluff on his face which I did for most of my early adult life I'm not man I'm uptown girl man I'm too classy for him yep <laughs> but true understanding after we ran went our separate ways and came to the end of our lives by the mid-20s we came back to our hometown broken almost going man this world, this is hard. We're not getting anywhere. We came back to our hometown, broken almost, both of us, and then we looked at each other, broken, 
but with sincerity of compassion and God's understanding for each of us. Each of us. Do you, you know what I'm saying? We come off our highs, our trips. We come off our trips that we were on and we landed on terra firma and we were able to say, you know what? That's right, I think I know you. Yeah, what have you been doing anyway? And from there, we realized we both had a God experience in the early 80s and from there, God started to plant a magnificent garden of love around our life. Hey, they're good words. You getting that? <laughs> At your funeral, God alone has perspective and truth. God alone has perspective and truth. God alone has understanding about what matters, who we are, and what will happen. And the good news for you and me today is that our Heavenly Father is absolutely longing to share with us this understanding. Isaiah 46 verse 10, I make known the end from the beginning. He knows the end from the beginning. He knows your life. He's at the start, he's at the end, and he's looking at you here on this earth, stuck in time, and he's going, man, just give, trust me, I've got something. Julie is, is there, she, you don't have to do, no, just, just stay on that straight road, would you? But I didn't, I didn't stay on that road. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Why is that? Scripture. Why is that? What is that scripture speaking to us about? Without God's understanding, without God's wisdom, it becomes such a crooked way, even dead ends and come what may. When God makes his understanding available to us, it's then when we realize you and I, you and I are only capable of looking for understanding in that which we fully trust. Okay, I punch in the GPS, Byron Bay, I'm up past Coffs Harbour, those roads, $4 billion of roads are going through, thank you Jesus. But I think I was on the new road and the GPS is interjecting our music soundtrack saying, you need to turn off at 500 metres. Turn off this beautiful, flat, straight road and turn off. And I'm looking, why the heck is it wanting? It's wanting me to go onto the old Pacific Highway. Going, well, it did that once and we laughed. It did it again. We sort of laughed and it did it again. We're going, no, this is crazy. This GPS, I cannot lean on its understanding of where we're going. All right. If we don't trust that God's wisdom and will are truly the best path laid before us, we will go our own way. You guys. Very good. Very good. If we don't trust that God's commands will actually produce the most for us, the abundant life for us, we will choose the way of the world and go 
our own way. <clears throat> Thank you. <laughs> to live with godly understanding and wisdom is to look to God alone as our truth. All right, wrapping it up. Proverbs 3.13 to 18, a couple of scriptures before we knock it off. This really stirs my heart to understand God's understanding. It's a great scripture, Proverbs 3, 13 to 18. Blessed are those who find wisdom. Can I hear an amen? Those who gain understanding. Can I hear an amen? For she is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. She is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand. In her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are pleasant ways, and all her paths are peace, all the way up to Byron. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her, to, tho to those who hold her fast will be blessed. The world's announcing what its truth, but you know what? It's all going south big time. God is our absolute truth. God is our true north. God is the way. God is the life. God is the future for our life. We need to experience the mind of Christ. Just say this with me right now. Father God, just close your eyes. Father God, I pray that you would give me your understanding. Firstly, Lord, that you would give me revelation, a continual flow of revelation of your understanding, that I may know the image of who I truly am, not according to the world, but according to who you say I am. And I release people this summer to go to the beach, to swim, and that body image shaming thing, I break it off you right now in Jesus' name. Even myself, Tara, I mean, I'm sort of half fit, but I'm in my cozies now at these wonderful Creatures living at Byron, so fit. And unfortunately, where these ladies have got the understanding that they can... Oh, sorry, ladies, but where they can... Where they're, anyway, let's not go there. <laughs> let's not go there, but truly, it is actually, I have to say, is a turn-off. It is not... It may be a, a ploy. It may be a ploy to disarm men. Go, no, that's it, forget it. But where they got understanding, do you know, you know what I'm saying, don't you? Yeah. To where the, anyway, I just, just, sorry, but, but please, I release you, put it away, I release you this summer with the body God's given you, I release you to go swimming. I'm serious about this because I know some ladies and men that are embarrassed and shamed because of their own understanding. And I break that off you right now. I don't know where that comes from. I didn't plan on saying it. It's because being a little bit rotund these days and being so proud of my fitness for all those years. <laughs> Trust the bodybuilder to be in the house. <laughs> bodybuilders <laughs> and I went hang this oh, I'm off with the shirt now 
now I'm getting down to that water and he wants you to get into the water of his understanding that he wants you to live life according to him according to his plan of enjoying life Nikki loving life close your eyes I'm done oh help me not lean on my own understanding Lord My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments, Proverbs 2, 1, 5. My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding. Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding. If you seek it like silver and search for it as hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord, and find the knowledge of God. Father, we search out the Scriptures by the Word and the Spirit. We search it out and understand who we are, what we're made for. We're not, we don't want to go on our own way, Lord God. We don't want to go on our own way. We want to not follow a GPS system of our own inclinations, our own flesh, our own understanding, and leave the straight way. The, the, the way that leads unto you, to the greener pastures, to the, to the prospering lifestyle, to the breakthrough that you have for me in every area of my life, my soul, my mind, my will, my finances, my health. Lord God, despite what the world says through its GPS systems, despite what the world says through my own understanding, I trust in you. I lean not on my own understanding. Lord Heal me of all the betrayal, all the hurt, everyone, my closest friends even, that have let me down. <laughs> Lord, I, I apologize even if I thought you've let me down. I trusted in you with that offering. I trusted in you in giving myself to you so magnificently and you let me down. Lord, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me for everything that has allowed me to transpose over you my lack of trust and my doubt in you and your plan for my life. And the saints say, We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.